All right. What's up, everyone? You guys are listening to the Brew Roots Podcast. I am Matt, and joined with me is Erica and Sound Game Ryan. Do-do-do-do. Yeah. We're here in lovely... Ryan, make your sound. Boo. That's oh, a great sound. It's a great sound. We are in the lovely state of New Hampshire. Yeah. My favorite state, actually. Really? I love New Hampshire. Wow. Yeah, I cannot wait to move to New Hampshire. That's crazy. Yeah, it's just a it's a goal of mine. That's cool. That's cool. I support that honestly. Yeah. 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 Like I like to do all the New Hampshire things. All the New Hampshire things. <laughs> Don't ask me what that is. But I just, <laughs> I'm not going to. But I, I, I will later. Um, cool. Yeah. Ask me. Right. Text me. Yeah, text <laughs> I will. Me so it can be written down. Um, we've had a great day so far. The weather sucked, but. Yeah, it's kind of gross out. Yeah. If um, you are following yeah. along on our New Hampshire series, last month we did our Vermont series. Are we calling these series? Why no. not? Oh, oh okay, okay, Ryan. Well, yeah. we're not calling no, them series. They're just trips. They're just down trips. Right yeah, away. just trips. Uh, so we're in Manchester, New Hampshire, correct? Manchester? You are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So? Yeah, figured. nice, nice. Uh, where are we? We are at Great North Aleworks. Great North Aleworks. Yeah. I like this. There we are. Yeah. What I like about specifically about their beer, and we're talking about this off air with Brian, was I can go to a friggin' uh, Cumberland Farms and get your beer. Yeah, I can like, get it all over. It's not a problem. Accessible. Very accessible. accessible. And yes. My dream of living in New Hampshire is living in a town that has nothing other than like a gas station. You'd be there. Yeah. Yeah. It's <laughs> brilliant. It's brilliant. <laughs> it is. Don't share that secret with anyone. <laughs> <laughs> we'll edit this out, right? Right. It's already yeah, been exactly. edited. Okay, yeah. It's already yeah, been edited. Done. Thank you, Ryan. You're so good at this. <laughs> oh, it's staying in. <laughs> um, so why don't you introduce yourselves um, to our, our listeners? Your and, roles uh, at the brewery? Yeah. Yeah. Sounds good. Yeah. So I'm, I'm Rob North, uh, and uh, next to me is... Lisa North. Yeah. Right? Cool. Oh, so the name. Yeah. <laughs> I get go. it now. I get the name now. Boom. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. We decided to start Great North 11 years ago, believe it or not, and finally got off the ground in a real way about seven years ago. So okay. we've been brewing beer just over, over seven years. What brewery number are you in New Hampshire? Um, when we opened, I think there was around 30 breweries okay. on the beer trail. And now okay. there's sure. in excess of 100. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Kind of seeing the scene grow. Crazy. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely nuts. Yep. Yeah. And so were you homebrewing before that or did you just jump in? No, yeah, no. So um, <laughs> This is what I want to do. Yeah. yeah so uh, I'd been homebrewing pretty much like out of, out of college, but actually doing um, more winemaking oh, uh, okay. way back in, in the day. And yeah. um, so the other part of the Great North is the fact that Lisa and I are both from Canada. Uh, okay. Oh, also fun facts. That's great, why you guys are so nice. the Great North. <laughs> yes. yes. And that. Um, I say sorry a lot. You do. Oh, okay. Do you say eh? No. no. Eh? Eh? We've scrubbed that from yeah. our vocabulary. Good. Good. All right. All right. But you guys are super nice. I knew it. Canadians. Always so nice. Either Canadian or, or Midwestern. Mm, yeah. yeah. Right. But right. Midwestern, they, you understand sarcasm. Midwestern. <laughs> no, I don't. So it's true. It's true. <laughs> That's not a sarcastic statement either. No, no. <laughs> so anyway, started yeah, started making, getting into kind of homebrewing more on the wine side okay. back in 95, 96 type of thing. Um, but did a little bit of brewing then, but it was quite honestly never very good. You know, living in an apartment, dealing with, you know, a can of liquid malt extract yeah. and oh, spaghetti yeah. pot and, yeah. you know. Not a gas-fired uh, stove. Not, <laughs> yeah. No, definitely not a gas-fired stove <laughs> and, and a carboy with, you know, 
adding cold water to you know bring it down the temp and all that, sure, all that sure. stuff. And um, no centrifuge, no, <laughs> no centrifuge, <laughs> no forklift, no driving cooler, nothing like that. It's a really shitty beer. <laughs> well, no, it was. Yeah. It really was. Yeah. But it wasn't until um, so we got, we got married in 2006 and bought a house in Manchester and moved and um, and then suddenly I realized, oh my god, I've got like a I've got a basement and, and a garage what? and a yard. I've got all this space and I can have a kegerator in the ba- uh, in the basement and and started getting getting educated and really took to, to the hobby. Um, joined a, a homebrew club over of which we're still members of Brew Free or Die. Oh, yep. nice, cool. Um, yep. So uh, and then just yeah, totally got into the into the hobby. Um, I was brewing every other week at least. Um, studied it up and became a, um, a BJCP uh, national level beer judge. Nice. And I guess in 2010, um, oh, I was entering uh, tons of competitions at the time. And um, in 2010, I entered the Sam Adams Patriot competition. Yep. And uh, was uh, lucky enough to win the whole what? thing. So your drawing was on Congrats. the side of a bottle. <laughs> uh, well, so the deal with that one was uh, you are... You're winning beer. Yeah. You got to brew it with the Brewers of Sam Adams, and then it went on tap at Gillette Stadium for the upcoming Patriots. Oh, that's, that's so really cool. cool. So, yeah. uh, nice. so I didn't get my name on a bottle, but uh, I got to uh, I got to enjoy my own beer at, at Gillette Stadium, yeah. watching the Patriots. You think Tom Brady drank it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think he drinks beer. Yeah. He, I saw him drink a chug of beer on like Jimmy Fallon or something yeah. stupid like that. that was, was, it was your beer. Not <laughs> Who'd you end up brewing with over at Sam Adams? Uh, uh, Bob and Dean. Bob and Dean. Cool. Bob, and, Bob and Dean. Cool. Yeah. So nice. super, super cool. Uh, so yeah, that was 2010. And then uh, Lisa and I were traveling out to the uh, National Homebrewers Conference in 2011, which was in San Diego, and uh, we're on vacation mode and feeling good and chatting, and we're like, like, man, why don't we, you know, start a brewery? Like, how crazy would that be? You know, <laughs> like instead of you know, like you know, doing doing IT, which was great, of, which was fine, yeah. to, you know, great to pay the bills, but yeah. it wasn't really a way to uh, uh, fulfill a passion. So, um, but sometimes, as they say, the stars are aligned. Um, by the before I had a chance to get back and uh, and quit my job uh i was told our company was being bought out oh and <laughs> so right. well, there you so go. Writing was kind of on the wall <laughs> and um so yeah so eventually left corporate it in uh, march of 2012 and uh it took yeah about uh, well i guess about three and a half years uh to get all the ducks in a row to find uh, a bank who would get behind us and to mm-hmm. find the right real estate and a business plan that the bank could get behind yeah. and et cetera, et cetera. So did uh, they, yeah. did the city of Manchester get the idea of a brewery? Uh, yeah, city of Manchester were actually pretty good. They're, if, good. if anything, they're, they're, they tend to be sticklers in terms of like, you know, codes and whatnot, yeah. which right. you can't, you can't fault them for it. Yeah. But, um, no. we just hear countless times, you know, we, we pitched this brewery to yeah. the town. Especially back just, in 2012 or whatever, 2011, where it's like. I don't care. I think. Yeah. This isn't a bar, right? Yeah. yeah. It all, it, it, it all depends on location. Like we're, yeah. we're this is, this is an industrial yeah. park. Right. So, you know, they're like, oh yeah, well you're going to, you're going to make something. You're yeah. not in a neighborhood okay, it, it or whatever. Makes sense. We're, we're not 
in the neighborhood. Yeah. We're not next to a school or, well, although. The, 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 We've interviewed a brewery who was next to a school. Yeah. That was interesting. Yeah. So, yeah, it's, it, it's, it was a great spot for us to make beer. It's, but, you know, unfortunately, we don't get a lot of foot traffic. Like, if you don't know we're here, sure. yeah. you're not going to find us. Sure. But I think there's a lot, like, you know, if you look at, well, I think of, like, Allagash, like, you're not going to just be, you know, Down there. taking a stroll. Down and it's on. like, oh, I, yeah. oh, my God, it's Allagash. <laughs> Unless you know to go there, you know, yeah. I, and I can think of. Which know, everyone should go there and, and here. Yeah. Oh, and here. One, yes. A thousand percent. Yeah. A thousand percent. So, so yeah, it's a great spot to make beer. Uh, we're happy to be here and uh, yeah, doing our thing seven plus years. So awesome. early, mm-hmm. we saw your, your original system, 20 barrel system. Not a lot of breweries these days are opening. Or in tw- general. In general. That's like a huge system to yeah. start with. Was that important? Still have that 20-barrel system. Yeah. yeah. Still use it all the time. Using it right now. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, we were kind of a... Now, that being said, we, we've got a combination of 20, 40, and 80-barrel tanks. Right. So at the time, we started with 120, 280s, uh, 240s, and 380s. And um, I think it was a bit of a philosophy of, it's like, well, we're, we're planning for success. We're not planning for failure. Uh, we don't want to, you know, say, buy a, buy a five or a seven and put all the investment in it and have to outgrow it and pick up and move. Um, yeah. Instead, yeah. you know, we were just, we were very fortunate that we started with uh, just under 10,000 square feet and then, and but we're on the end, we're the end unit and then the neighbor next to us decided to move. So we moved into their space. So we were able to, you know, grow that space and then add equipment. So, um, yeah, but the, so when we purchased our equipment in 24, October of 2014, or at least that's when we put the deposit down, um, it was quite honestly with a little bit more of the model um, of mm-hmm. you know more regional breweries, um, and I had brewed in 2013 at, at Newburyport okay. uh, for the better part of the year there, and uh, they were experiencing you know lot lot tons of growth then, and um, yeah, so it at the time at the time it made sense. Yeah, you also think about equipment the. A lot of the cost of equipment is the labor to actually fabricate it. Um, the steel, the actual size of it doesn't really add a whole, it, it, it adds some, but yeah. not, not a ton. So it's kind of easier to go bigger and then, you know, you can kind of supplement that with, uh, right. you know, pilot right. systems. Because then what getting a larger system later on is like way more expensive. Yeah. That, yeah. And yeah. then trying to, and trying like to, trying sh- to sell shoehorn it in. And, and, yeah. 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 Um, but yeah, if, if I were, if I were opening up a brewery today, uh, I'd probably, uh, probably it'd be a different different model. Yeah. I was going to say, I think when you started, it that makes sense to start so large because you were you could be a regional brewery pretty easily, right? You know, um, but nowadays maybe not. Yeah. Well, I think it, you know it, it's it's we're very very fortunate to have the shelf placement that we do. Yeah, Nantra's <laughs> yeah. pretty great yeah. too. You can sell in so many different locations. Um, well, absolutely, but you know the taproom model has really really evolved uh, and mm-hmm. become a, a big thing. Uh, so, yeah, um, you know, you see a lot of, uh, you know, some breweries who will, are now opening up satellite locations, yep. which I think is kind of a way right. to kind of get into that. Like yeah. while maintaining their core, they can, they can expand, but not have to, you know, set up a, a, a second brewery. So that's, it, it's kind of cool. Yeah. yeah. When you guys first opened, mm-hmm. it was the 12 ounce six packs. It was. It still is, right? To it certain still is for uh, for our IPA yep. and uh, and tie dyed our yeah. uh, our what we call our dry hop pale ale. I miss the days of the ten dollars 
12, 12 I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> don't we all? Uh, I don't think we'll ever go back to that. But yeah. um, what were some of the core beers that you opened with? Lisa, you want to take this one? Sure, why not? Um, so we opened up with uh, our creatively named IPA. IPA, yeah. <laughs> yes. Good one. Classic. Yep. yep. Um, we opened with Smokin. Yes. Uh, which I think you tried earlier. We did. That. Yep. Um, that was the beer that uh, Rob won the Sam Adams Patriot contest with. Oh, a version, a version, a version of. of yeah. yeah. I love yeah. that smoke yeah. beer is kind of making a renaissance yeah. right now. Um, it is. Yeah. And then our other core one at the time was our or is our uh, robust vanilla porter or RVP. Mm. So we, yeah, so we were basically um, uh, the and these were favorites that we had brewed as uh, as homebrewers and and people would you know kind of clamor for whenever yeah. they would come over to our house, um, you know particularly the RVP was always a was always a, a fan favorite, uh, but we knew an IPA had to be in our portfolio that was sure. kind of a no brainer and yeah. then and then Smokin was also another one where you know it got some some accolades and whatnot but yeah we were we were uh, we were bold uh, putting <laughs> smoke. Beer in the market. Yeah. Smoke, yeah. smoke beer is one of our core beers in a in a twelve ounce six pack. Yeah. yeah. yeah so um, I love that though. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. <laughs> we love smoke beers. So. And then, I want to get into. You won a World Beer Cup. We did. Like nine months after being open. We yeah. we we did. That's yes. incredible. It was pretty awesome. Well, yeah. we also hope to win a World Beer Cup of podcasts, but yes. we have to pay for our podcast with sponsorship. So, uh, stay tuned. Stay tuned. Take it away. At our local homebrew shop, Beer and Wine Hobby, you can get everything you need to make beer, wine, cider, cheese, and more. Not sure where to start? They have knowledgeable staff there to help. Beer and Wine Hobby is family-owned and located in Danvers, Massachusetts. Visit their website, beer-wine.com, and use our promo code BRUITS for 10% off your online order today. Shirts on Tap is the box subscription service for craft beer lovers. Each month, Shirts on Tap partners up with seven different breweries from across the country and collaborates on a sweet custom shirt design. We've been teamed up with Shirts on Tap since the inception of the podcast and are proud to announce a new promo code for all of our listeners. To get your first shirt for $5 off, go to the link in our description below and use the promo code. And remember, drink better beer, wear better shirts. So we're back. It's kind of serendipitous, right? I've used that twice today, I think. Coincidental? So. No. Me, no. I don't know. I think that's the first I don't know, me. Erica. I don't know. Just go with it. It's fine. The World Cup is happening as we were in a couple of weeks, whatever. Yeah, yeah. This yeah. And you won a World Cup of beer. We took dun, the dun, dun. Uh, we took the silver. Silver, silver, yeah. Silver yeah. In, yeah. in IPA in at you? the World Beer Cup back in 2016 when it was in uh, Philadelphia. When we happened to uh, to be there or uh, myself, uh, Brian and uh, John who was our, our QA at the time uh, went down for that. So um what category? American IPA at the time the, uh, the so you mean to tell me is that a brewery in California? You beat breweries in Colorado, <laughs> Portland, <laughs> Oregon, yeah, uh, <laughs> around well, the world, around the world. Yeah. yeah, one of the one of the coolest moments was um, so after we uh, won the award and ran up the stage and cried, you know, cried, yes, and, you know, <laughs> like squealed, like you know, yes, like young children, children. yes. Um, <laughs> 
and then um, actually Todd Mott from Tributary, Tributary yeah. uh, was so cool, and he actually came backstage and met us and, ch and shook our hands. Cool. That's awesome. And then and then following that, uh, I, I left left the hall to go to a little little boys' room. And I bumped into Mitch Steele from Stone, or he was at Stone, <laughs> Stone, Stone at the time. Yeah, he, yeah. He, he gave me a big hug, and he said, "Man, that was that was one of the coolest moments of, oh, of tonight." So yeah, that's like, awesome. Like, oh my god, we just we just we beat you. You know, like a brewer yeah. and a brewery who we idolize, right. and you know, one of the classic classic examples of, of that style. Um, so yeah, it was super special. Yeah. Now this was before there was a hazy comp, this, like right oh, and all that stuff. One hundred percent. So it's oh yeah. So it's hard. I mean, in my opinion, that's harder to get an award for an IPA because those were all lumped together at that time. It was right? the largest category. Yeah, it was yeah, by far large, the largest. Yeah. yeah, there was 265 entries. Wow. Like Could you judging that category? Oh, like, I, I would just have a headache. Oh I could just hot burn headache. Yeah. Palate fatigue. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, well, we were uh, like, so John, Brian, and I were in the back of the um, back of the hall uh, during the award ceremony and um, we were like, you know, trying to you know, cheer on the New England breweries. That sure. Yeah. Well, Night Shift won. They got bronze. They right? took bronze. Yeah. yeah, and we went we went crazy for yeah. them. And yeah. Then, and then they announced us, and then we, you know, that's so that is so crazy. It's so crazy. We think of this region as like the New England region, right? But it's like Boston beer scene. I mean, Massachusetts beer scene's awesome. New Hampshire beer scene's awesome. Maine, Vermont. It's like. There's I know where you know, I know where it's still yeah. I still know that you know New England's smaller than California is, yeah. you know, <laughs> right. if you were to put it all together, right. but it's like there's a lot of good beer coming out of this there, area. Yeah. Yeah. And um sure. I think New Hampshire, we talked about this at the last interview, so if you're hearing us repeat this, but it's no longer just a a pathway to Vermont, a pathway sure. to, to Maine. There's a lot of good beer coming out of this state. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. yeah. Um w w when you started, was the model really just, you know, let's get into as many markets as possible? Um, it was never, we never had the idea of like world domination or, well, or, New Hampshire or selling might, yeah, national, yeah. but, 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 but for sure, like, like we mentioned earlier, we, you know, we, we liked the fact that our beer is accessible. Yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, when I'm, you know, in New Hampshire, you can buy beer at the grocery store and, you know, gas stations, yeah. blah, blah, drugstore, you know, right wherever, yeah, wherever, <laughs> yeah uh, which is cool. So, um, so yeah, uh, so we're, we're not, you know, like we, we don't get me wrong. We, we love our independent beer sellers and we sell a lot of, especially our, our specialty releases there. But, you know, we also have a, we have a 12 pack of our IPA. We have a 12 pack of our tie-dyed. Um, so those are, are more, more or less chain plays. And we're, you know, again, fortunate. We were, we started when we did and putting beer in cans, like right out of the gate. We never did bottles or like yep. bombers or, bombers, or, or, yeah. or, or, or 500 mils or anything like that. So it just made it very, um, uh, Chain friendly, I guess, if if you will, and also you know priced, priced affordably. Yeah. So yeah. still so, yeah. to this day, I think priced affordably. I I like to think so. Yeah. Yeah. yeah sure. Yeah. Maybe to the detriment of the business. <laughs> you know, well, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, what hurts is you know like everything is more expensive. Yeah, you, you can't know, control like, the price of cans. We you know? used to yeah. we used to buy cans for about eight cents a can. Yeah. From a facility that was in Lawrence, Mass. So like twenty minutes oh, from here. Yeah, real close. And now we're. We're we're buying cans from Batesville, Mississippi. Yeah, and you can't uh, you can't just drive down to Lawrence get to get them. them. Yeah. Yeah. Plus, uh, diesel is a heck of a lot more expensive than it yeah. used to be. So that eighty cents is long gone. A long, <laughs> long gone. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. Um, but you're also competing with other individuals in the state of New Hampshire who are kind of have the same idea. You know, you have people like Henniker, right? Grocery store, 
let's get, sure. you know, same type of package, same type of price point, you know, so you need mm-hmm. to stay competitive with them as well. Yeah. Well, and, and, yeah. and, and folks like, uh, like Henniker 603 Stoneface, yeah. like, you yeah. know, they started before us and even before yeah. them, you know, we've got, you know, Smunny Nose and Tuckerman. Yeah. Uh, but we're all friends. Yeah. 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 Exactly. Competition <laughs> makes better beer, right? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> That wasn't a, sarcasm. I know that's no, 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 sarcasm. No, 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 I know. All those, like, trust me, no. Yeah, I, I, yeah. At, at the end of the day, though, I mean, you're always going to have enough people who are buying everyone's beer, right? You know, everyone's a winner. You know, there's never going to be so much beer where the people aren't going to consume it. Right? Yeah, I guess my, 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 my bigger concern may be people who are, are not drinking beer anymore because they're drinking RTDs or seltzers or something else. Yeah. For um, sure, right now, that's you know, which we, isn't isn't something that we 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 do. You know, yeah, and they're just wrong. It's beer. okay. <laughs> also, this is a great segue. You do have a six percent mead on tap right now, like we, a sessionable we mead. We do. Yeah, and here yeah. it's good. And you've made wine in the past. You say, uh-huh. right? So, like, is that something that you're looking to the future to do to kind of try and grasp that market? Well, the way the mead came around actually was uh, friends of ours, um, Jason and Margot Phelps, uh, owned a meadery here in Manchester called nice. Ancient Fire. Also um, through Brewery or Die. Yes. 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 That's where we met them. Um, I miss Ancient Fire. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah, we do too. Yeah. Um, we Good always, people. Yeah. We always had. Um, a line of theirs on tap here in oh, the cool. brewery because um, we always found people coming in, not everybody's a beer drinker. Sure. Um, and that was a very popular line for us. So mm-hmm. when they were going out of business, sadly, um, we bought a lot of their last batch of uh, Cruising Elm was our most popular one that we served here. Mm-hmm. Um, and... When we were through that, we were like, well, what do we do now? <laughs> and we had customers saying, what's going to happen? Yeah. So we're doing it back. <laughs> yeah. So we chatted with Jason and um, he was happy to work with us and give us the recipe. And um, Rob worked on getting the licensing we needed to make the mead here and serve it here. So we're now on our third batch. Um, cool. cool. People are very happy with it. It's really good. I had a taster it earlier. It's really nice. Yeah. 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 And so we, based on our license type, we have to keep it to 6% ABV or less. When we had cruise, gotcha. cruising them, it was seven. So mm. so we kind of worked on a, a formula that, that, would, that would bring it down a little bit and, yeah. then, and then kind of tweaked it. I think on, on batch three, we, we really... We finally, yeah. you know, all the pieces came together. I think so. You're it's, in stride. Um, it's but, so yeah, good. but but it, for me, you know, again, it's yet even more sessionable, but it's got tons of flavor. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, yeah. So we're really, really happy with it. And cool. there's, there's a couple other recipes I need to talk to Jason about. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> tweaking going, going forward. But uh, yeah. Um, but yeah. That's cool. So you're basically always going to have a line probably for mead. Yes. Of some kind yeah, of going forward. Uh, we don't use that word around here, though. No. Yeah. Well, it, it, so it, <laughs> we're, we're, all, we're we're trying to find a better word, um, like hard honey. Is it a honey seltzer? Is it you yeah. know something more marketable? I, well, yeah. I just don't you know like um, mead kind of has a. It's I hate not to say a negative connotation. Well, no, it's yeah. not. It's but we don't you know. I, it's not Vikings and Renaissance fair. I was going to say, like, as a very you know, specific you know, look I thought of it. Yeah, like Skyrim, the video yeah. game. Yeah. Yeah. Let's go yeah. off. Trying to look for a little, mead. a little more modern, uh, yes. modern word. But yeah. uh, me, me, we can yeah. say meat. Meat is fine. But hard honey, though, that sounds <laughs> acceptable. <great. laughs> um, a lot of the beers on the on your tap list right now are very sessionable. Yeah. Um, you only have one that's above seven percent, I think. Right. 
your uh, double orbit? No, we have well, oh, we have the IPA, which is seven, and then you got the double, which is eight two. Yeah, that's one. That's yeah. we have seven. one coming out soon. Yeah, it's ten. I, yeah, I love. I love but you have a nice, even nice. It's not all ten percent milkshake IPAs, I guess. You know, yeah. that it's not. Yeah, so we, yeah. We, we we have our our imperial stout. Uh, we are releasing um, nice any day now. I think this week or next week. This week or, or next awesome. week. Or next week. Yeah, awesome. is, in here. Uh, um, I think you'll be able to find it out and about. Yeah, it's called Black Bear. Cool. Uh, this year's version clocked in at ten point seven. Nice. So awesome. it's up there. But yeah, yeah, um, yeah. We you know like like to make just flavorful, tasty beers, and and also I. Personally, um, I'd rather a lower ABV right. beer, yeah, you know, um, so I can function the next day. And uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was gonna say, is it kind of consumer driven? I just feel like Manchester, being where we are, that they kind of gravitate towards maybe a sessionable beer. Yeah, I think I think also like for for stuff that's on premise, uh, yeah. I think people are a little more aware of that, and yeah. you know, just kind of you know curb the you know excessive drinking <laughs> sure sure yeah um, yeah but um yeah um it, it doesn't really like the abv doesn't it's not a huge factor in terms okay. of what, what drives us yeah unless we're trying to come up with something sort of new and uh, somewhat you know innovative gotcha. like like we've got our, our local we have a local ipa we have a local pilsner those are some r&d batches mm-hmm. that we did and we we wanted to brew those really to get some customer feedback yeah. on the local ipa as far as yeah so how did that go the, is delicious. Cool. Yeah. So it's yeah. like a slow, low calorie. It's more like the, I don't know, 100 calorie, like better like for you beer. Around Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So it's, yeah. you know, um, but uh, it's healthy beer. It's still flavorful. <laughs> still good. People like it. Yeah. 100%. Oh, awesome. Yeah. yeah. Cool. Well, I know what I'm It's having. definitely a new thing. I, I just, yeah. I just am curious about it, you yeah. know? So it's, it's interesting to see more of that popping up. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> of course. And can I talk about um, the, the double IPA? Or, Am I allowed to talk about that? I don't know. Ooh, Brian, am I allowed to talk about the? Okay, I can talk about. All right, so breaking news. We brought it to you first. We are uh, so next. Well, I'll just I'll just say so. Yeah, next week we are brewing uh, brewing a batch of uh, what we call Grateful North, which is a nine point we think one percent uh, double IPA. It's kind of loosely based on the nice. chassis of tie dyed, except amped up with more hops, more malt, and more. Uh, everything. More, more everything. <laughs> well, yeah. And when he says next week, he means the week of Thanksgiving. Yes. yes. Uh, people in the future. So to, be, to be brewed then, and then it'll be, yeah, that'll be uh, available for sale about three weeks after that. So, so perfect winter beer. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So probably we, you know, be released by the time this episode is. Yes. Yeah, actually yeah. probably oh, yeah. will. So. Perfect. But I, like I love to, when that works out. Yeah. <laughs> I like to think, you know, we, we've got a pretty eclectic, um, you know, uh, chalkboard. You do. Yeah. Yeah, right for sure. You have a nice variety. Stout. To Marzen, to a little bit of everything. Yeah, yeah. We, we like to think that anyone that comes in here, we should be able to find something that they will like. For sure, I think you can. You have you have the lager, crispy boy. You have kind of the milkshake, like crazy thing, with like the coconut, and like you have the IPAs, and you have definitely like something for everyone. I think. Yeah, yeah. yeah. During the summer, we saw a ton of NA beer. 
Mm-hmm. Did you yeah. ever dip your toe in the NA or is that in the future? Um, something of that ilk may be in the future. Okay. One, one of the challenges is how to make it NA and taste or, good. <laughs> or, or how, to, how to go about it. Yeah. So whether you use, you know, like some sort of uh, like a filtration system or distillation or, or use a really low uh, alcohol producing yeast. Yeah. Uh, there, there's a couple different different paths and making it taste good and making it shelf stable. Uh, so there are some challenges, but uh, but in fact, the call I was I was on that kind of delayed me from coming here was, was kind of about that. So oh, cool. so yeah, so it's, cool. it's, it's it's something we've yep. got on the horizon that we yeah. are working on, but nothing to release just yet. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Stay tuned. I love what you're doing here. You're center fusing beer. Sure. You're talking about hop selection, right? Mm-hmm. You do hop selection. We did. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. In fact, well, this year was the first year we actually made the trek. Made the trek to Yakima. The past Ooh. couple of years, we did it. The hop vendors were, were good enough to send us hops, and, uh, and then we did it here uh, in Manchester. Um, but there, uh, there's like some of them are saying it's like, no, nah, we really want you to come out and you know, or experience, or, it. or yeah. we'll send you pellets, but they're not going to do the brewer's cut yeah. uh, anymore. Yeah. So it was really cool to actually go and see the farms and uh, and and the folks who are. Uh, are doing all the work this time of year. Well, it, it, it's, it's over. It, now, it, it's yeah. over. Yeah. yeah. It, it's, it's amazing. And it happens in a so very, fast. very, very short yeah. window because, yeah. um, you know, all that kilning and, um, and bailing has to happen in a really, really short window. Picking and you've got and thousands of acres yeah. of hops that all need to be, pro- you know, that are all harvested within, you know, five or six weeks of yeah. each other. Crazy. Uh, and then that equipment just sits idle for the rest of the year. Yeah. <laughs> it's nuts. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> um, what's some other stuff that you're doing to, to ensure that your beer A has a, a longer shelf life, mm-hmm. um, B, consistency, and, and C, just overall good taste? Yeah, so we, we're we always looking at, um, I think hop selection is a real crucial part of it. Um, you know, we are we are actively looking at uh, different type of hop products um, instead of just your your typical T90, you know, pellets. There's some, you know, whether it's like a cryo hop or some liquid hop products uh, that could that could help, um, uh, you know, lower the you know vegetal load and, and in some cases actually help prolong shelf life and reduce uh, oxidation. Uh, like like you mentioned, we do have our, our centrifuge uh, that we run pretty much every single beer, including our, our our hazy IPAs, um, we're able to get that haze to form it as a permanent haze, so you don't you don't get that that yeast burn or that that hop bite, um, which which we think is a is a good thing uh, not to have <laughs> in, 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 in a beer. So um, you know from from day one, in fact, our very first hire here was our, our QA lead at the time, and and we've continued that since. Uh, so it's a really important uh, part of what what we do. We we do sensory with our staff. Uh, we try to do it on on a weekly basis. Um, something where uh, we uh, want to keep doing more and more and more, and just yeah, um, not resting on our laurels and and trying to constantly brew the the best beer possible. One of the cool things about our, our hazy rotation brand is it does give us an opportunity to mix up the hops and try new hop varieties uh, every single time. In fact, the current batch of Hazy, which sold out uh, a little more quickly <laughs> than, than, than we expected. Good problem um, to have. It, yeah. In fact, I don't, it's not on the menu, is it? Hazy uh, rotation? Yes, we still have it on draft. Oh, we do have it on yep. draft? Okay. We're out of cans. Out of cans. Oh, yeah. We're Holy on, shit. on yeah. our last egg, I think. <laughs> um, yeah, that was with... Uh, um, 
uh, a couple new varieties to us, one, one of which doesn't even have a formal name yet, so it's still an experimental oh, variety. Oh, cool. That's really cool. So, nice. uh, but yeah, in, in working with you know the the, the, uh, the hop producers uh, to say, hey, man, we've really had good success with this, maybe give, give it a shot. Yeah, you know, yeah. So whether we do it on our big system or uh, we can do some really fun stuff on our two-and-a-half-barrel uh, pilot system out back. Yep. So. All right, so we have to keep the lights on. And Ryan was giving me the hairy eye, and I got scared. So Me too. Take it away, Songhai Ryan. <laughs> <laughs> Don't kill me. Are you a solo artist, band, podcaster, or anyone else who needs recording services? Well, we got a place for you where your vision can become a reality. Welcome to Small Pond Studios, built by hand with heart and sweat equity by musicians for musicians. Go to smallpondstudios.io to reach out to get more information. And make sure you let them know that Brute sent you. Hey, Sound Guy Ryan here. Didn't know if you heard, but we're part of the Hopped Up Network. There you'll find other informative podcasts about beer. So go ahead, follow them on social media, and visit them on their website, hoppedupnetwork.com, to learn more about the people, beer, and breweries from around the country. And until next time, thanks for listening. Cheers. Centrifuge. Centrifuge. Centrifuge? Yeah. Sure, for sure. The fuge of things. <laughs> yeah? Yeah. So we've mentioned this a few times this mm. episode. Can we explain it for those who don't know what that is? Sure. What is it? <laughs> uh, yeah. So it is It is a big machine that uh, we pump uh, our beer through, and the beer goes in to a, uh, to a spinning a uh, set of discs that uh, basically works as like a big filter mm-hmm. and it throws the stuff out to the sides that we don't want and lets the more, much more clear beer uh, continue on uh, through from fermenter to our bright tank where we then carbonate it and then eventually package it. So it's a filter so of sorts? It works sort of as a filter, but the nice thing about it, it doesn't strip out the aroma and flavor that, that a typical okay. filter would. So it's not going through a filter per se. It's not it's- it's going not through a process, process yeah. kind of. Exactly. Putting like the solid matter gotcha. on exactly. the sides. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Exactly. Yeah. That makes so, sense. Which also well, creates a much stable shelf life. It's it, some, it does a really it does yeah. it does a very, very good job of especially spinning out the yeast. Yeah. The yeast okay. that, that may still be uh, in the beer. You know, any any hops and you know, per, it clears it protein. up. Yeah. Helps clear it up. And True. that way we can we can turn our tanks much more quickly than, than yeah. we could otherwise. In fact, yeah. we, we, we if we, we generally don't do this, we generally will centrifuge on say a Monday mm-hmm. and then package that beer on Tuesday. Oh wow. If yeah. if we have to because of you know a delivery or something like that, mm. we can actually centrifuge, carbonate, and package all in one day. Um, but it makes for it makes for a bit, <laughs> yeah. a, a bit of a, a bit of a late day yeah. you know, yeah, based on the speed sure. of our. There's not the 36 our, hours in the day. <laughs> I know. Yeah, yeah. Well, it depends. It depends on on the size of the tank yeah. also. Yeah. So whether yeah. we're doing you know a 20 or 40 or an 80 barrel or even a 60 barrel batch. Yeah. So it just, it just depends. But cool. um, the canning line we're currently running now is is a, sort of the, the bottleneck of the whole operation. Mm, so yeah, but we yeah. are um, 
uh, we're, we're working on uh, on upgrading the canning Ooh. line also. So nice. stay tuned. Yeah, so we've been cool. uh, kind of working with a local engineer for the past few years. Well, we've, we've basically let him kind of camp out here <laughs> uh, while he's been working on his machine. Yeah, yeah. Um, and we've been running uh, a prototype version of that machine for the past uh, cool. week, week or so, and uh, which is a counterflow, uh, uh, sorry, oh. counter pressure design. Okay. Yeah, uh, yeah. Rotary filler uh, versus an atmospheric filled. So, <laughs> so the cans are actually filled under pressure, which helps re further reduce uh, dissolved oxygen levels. Sure, sure. Um, we can e even if we wanted to, we could can it at a higher level of carbonation than we could with the inline filler. Um, so, uh, yeah. So the all good things, yeah, the, all all positive things. So the <laughs> idea is once we get uh, uh, all the kinks uh, ironed out of of that machine, then we can look. To have them build us um, a machine that will be the same footprint, but can operate more. twice as fast. Yeah, holy cow! Yeah. People are so um, smart. Like, <laughs> like that's yeah, crazy. I find that stuff fascinating. Yeah, you know? so. ingenuity. Well, who would have thunk it? Yeah. Who <laughs> <laughs> so. All right, I have more. Okay. So Erica, you don't have to announce it. Thank you. you. I'm just saying. I just get excited when I I have questions. Yeah. You know? So going further back in time here. Mm. Um, homebrew club, mm -hmm. you know, how helpful, it sounds like you've mentioned a bunch of times. I feel like that was really helpful maybe in your whole process of opening and just brewing in general. Oh, abso absolutely. Do you recommend it? Absolutely. Oh, absolutely critical. Okay. Absolutely critical. I thought he was From crazy at first. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm sure, yeah. right? You're like, you're just going to this man convention. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm going to a homebrew club yeah. meeting at some person's house. I don't know. I'm like, okay. Mm -hmm. <laughs> sure. Hopefully I see you again. Yeah, right. <laughs> no, from, um, you know, again, having, having a group of, of brewers who will give you honest feedback, um, yeah. you know, to provide that motivation to put beers in competition and now, now sure. get blind feedback yeah. Yeah. Is, cru is crucial, um, to take advantages of, you know, uh, resources that the club has, whether that's equipment or being able to do, um, you know, like sharing equipment or, or special buys, yeah. uh, and just getting, being absorbed in the, in the community. Brewing yeah. together. Brewing together. Yeah, yeah absolutely. How many of those um, members are now brewery owners? Um, boy, um, there's probably at least a well, I know at least at least a dozen who are professional brewers. Wow, um, that's cool. Brewery owners? Are you professional brewer? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, In the industry, and there's a handful who are who are owners uh, like, like ourselves. So, yeah. Um, yeah. That's awesome, but it, but it's one of those like, um, what I think it's what twenty twenty bucks a year for annual me membership to cover, yeah. you know, like the website hosting, yeah, and, you know, right, like, right, the, you know, the holiday party, you know, yeah. So yeah, if you're um, if you're a home brewer and you're really into the hobby, definitely uh, want to meet some people. It's, um, it's a fun way to meet it's people. Yeah, you know, whether yeah. it's you know brew for a die or whatever your local club is, I uh, couldn't recommend it. Yeah. Um, any more strongly. Yeah. Cool. And then competitions. Mm -hmm. Was that, I mean, you talked about blind judging and all of that, sure. but do you wish more people were getting into doing competitions before they actually open a brewery? Oh, can't hurt. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, like, because in, in all honesty, like your, your, um, your, your friends and family are, are free beers, the best beer, you know, sure. Yeah. And, 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 right. and a, they, they may not be trained, uh, as a beer judge right. and B, they may not want to, you know, tell you that your beer needs work or, or, or know how to, you. you know, tell you what needs work, uh, or, or how to fix it, which is one of the really nice things about, 
um, you know, when you get a, a, a properly filled out, you know, BJCP score sheet, it should identify, if it doesn't get a 50, uh, which is a perfect score, uh, it should tell you why it didn't get a 50 and then some uh, suggestions for how to fix it. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, so yeah, and your, your odds are you're not going to get, get your, get that feedback from friends and family. Wow. So, uh, so yeah. it, it's very, very, very helpful. Even Quite honestly, the, the feedback that we get from professional competitions like the World Beer Cup or, or um, GABF are, are pretty pretty high level. Like they'll they'll tell you if the beer you know went on to the final round or or, or advanced uh, with some very very minimal minimal feedback. Now again, I know these are competitions designed for professionals, so these are professionals who you know presumably know how to brew as yeah. it is unlike an amateur competition where we're talking amateurs yep. um you know where the feedback is really really crucial but um, yeah yeah so hopefully with uh you know covid more or less behind us uh yeah. we'll start seeing more competitions again hopefully. and uh yeah yeah awesome if you were to describe the new hampshire beer scene both of you in a few words how would you describe it That's not yes. yes, I love stumping people. That's what I live for. No, I'm um, underrated. Um, Very much so. You know, uh, we're now we're, we're we're sandwiched between um, certainly Maine and and Vermont, uh, who are at least per capita have got you know like you know they're they're constantly like way up there in number they're of breweries, breweries yeah. per capita. Uh, and you've got some, you know, you've got some of the best breweries in in, in the country, you know, mass included too. New, but, you know, and who have been been around for a while and, and doing doing great things. Like, you know, we talked about Allagash earlier. Like they're, you know, they're icons, yeah. uh, and you know, they they make you know super high quality stuff, and you know, they deserve every accolade they get. Um, you know, but yeah, I think, you know, whether it's you know. The perception that you know it's like oh well we have to drive through New Hampshire to get to Maine mm -hmm. or Massachusetts yeah. I, I, th I think is a little little bit un unfair and uh, and the the beer scene has certainly come a long long way uh, with some uh, with some great breweries who've started you know and even legacy breweries who have been doing doing their their thing all along That's for sure. that maybe don't get the spotlight that they deserve mm -hmm. yeah but I agree yeah Lisa what about you it's tough I don't know what what I would say um, I, I do agree with Rob. There, there's a lot of variety yeah. um, mm -hmm. as well. So um, whether you're talking size of a brewery, um, styles. So, yeah, I'd say variety. Yeah. Yeah, I think like New Hampshire also has a has a lot of very 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 small breweries, yes. uh, and that started out I think yeah. as a result of the, the the introduction of a nano brewery license type, yep. uh, which kind of opened it up to a, to a lot of folks to to get into it with pretty minimal investment. Yeah, I think of like outhouse sales. Sure, super small. <laughs> yeah, sure. Um, you know, um, we, you know, we, we, we just, again, just jumped right in yeah. <laughs> as we mentioned earlier with a 20 barrel system and yeah. blah, 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 and a full-time QA and et cetera. But, you know, it's just a different business model, uh, that, that we had in mind, but, um, yeah. So yeah. there's cool. breweries everywhere. Something, something for everyone. Yeah. My turn. Yeah. Oh, all right. Ryan, what My do you turn. got? So, you know, this might, I don't know how you feel about this question, uh -oh. but it's kind of a two-potter. All right. Oh, two so you mentioned that you want your beer accessible, mm -hmm. right? Now, do you ever feel that because it's accessible, if you see a beer in a gas station, in a Walgreens, that 
Well, because we have a whole a, a large population of people who drink beer, right? They're educated idiots. They don't know any better. They see that beer in a Walgreens. They see that beer in a Cumbies. They automatically think it's no good. I've never had it, but it's no good, right? Why is it there? I want to go to a craft beer mm-hmm. store. Um, do you ever think that or see that at all? I don't. No one's ever said it to me. What a jerk. <laughs> like, oh, you're such a jerk, Ryan. No, 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 to a to a Walgreens or it comes out. Oh, no, mm-hmm. you you can't. By the way, uh, you're not allowed to do that. Um, so if a if a Cumbies or a Walgreens wanted to buy a beer from a distributor, yep. they're legally they have to they right? have to yeah. sell it. Yeah. Your period. You um, really don't have any control over. No, like yeah. like, like we, we you know there there are like allocations and whatnot. Yeah. But, but when, when you get to a certain volume, it's like, well, we're not going to allocate you know thirty thousand. We have to sell your beer. Thirty thousand pieces. It sells. Um, <laughs> so no, it's, it's it's accessible. But you know, I think what they want to know is, oh well, if, if we're going to put this in the shelves, can we get it year round? Is it going to be consistent? Is it going to be shelf stable? Yeah. Uh, which are all, all positive things. And then we, and then we, you know, again, we do plenty of other beers. You know, the the majority of the beers we make, um, in terms of varieties, are not sold in you know mega marts or gas stations. Yeah. They're sold in independents. Um, so um, yeah, I think it's you know it's balance. Yeah. So yeah. how how do you sell? Like, what's your sales pitch to those independent stores? You know, because again, it's so accessible. There's a lot of those idiots out there. Like, mm-hmm. oh, it's in this place. It must not be good. So how do you convince some of the people who've never had your beer to sell it? Uh, or try it. I guess. <laughs> or try it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I. You know. Like we've got a couple of of sales guys who um, you know pound the payment you know, like all week long and they're selling beer to on-premise accounts and off-premise accounts. And we have, we have plenty of, plenty of smaller beer shops that want to carry something like, you know, our IPA or our Moose Juice IPA or Tie-Dye or Vanilla Porter, all of which are available in, in, in bigger chains. Um, But, um, but the, you know, if they feel that the, the beer quality's there, the flavor's there, the price is right. This is something that could appeal to, you know, the customers that they're serving, then 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 why not? And by the way, we also have, you know, eight other beers that 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 right. they come out on a rolling rolling schedule but that, that can slot in in different formats and price points. So we try to uh, try to do something for everyone. Not to try to answer your that question for you, but mm. you have Nashua, you have Concord, you have Portsmouth, mm-hmm. you have Manchester. Mm-hmm. Those, are the, those are the four big cities in New Hampshire. Uh-huh. Right? I mean, sure. And then you have a lot of small towns mm-hmm. where Cumberland Farms might be the only place to get sure. exposure to that beer. And let's face it, when you go to those Cumberland Farms, it might be 603, it might be Great North, Budweiser, Bud Light. It's a good mar. It's a good place to be, in my sure. opinion. Yeah, or you know, yeah, and, they, and you can't get beer somewhere else where the, the same variety. Yeah, or or you know, again, if you're in a small small town that just doesn't happen to have a specialty beer store, so right. I, I, I'd actually be curious to see how many uh, specialty beer stores have grown in New Hampshire in the last last seven seven yeah. years. I would we, actually we, be we, curious we, about we, that. We've been number. doing our thing. Yeah. 
Um, like in fact, uh, like before we started, like 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 in fact, but here's another name for brew fruit. I Bert Binkle started Bert's Better Beers uh, around 2010, I think, um, and one of the first. Think one of the first like really big fully stocked specialty beer stores uh, carrying no macro whatsoever, and we've we've been in Burt's ever since. Cool. <laughs> so, what's next for you, other than a cool can line, <laughs> a state of the art can line? Because uh, uh, I think a lot of times people, that's great for you, but the consumer never knows. Like, oh, they you have a great can, can line. <laughs> yeah, we're uh, so twenty twenty two is has been kind of a it's been a challenging year of buckling down and yeah. dealing, dealing with uh, you know cost pressures whether mm-hmm. it's freight or aluminum or malt or everything. Uh, yeah, it's it's uh, so I'm I'm looking to turn the page on twenty twenty two, get 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 through it. But yeah, in the in the meantime, yeah, we're uh, we're kind of looking to the future and seeing what what new products we can develop in house and make them in a way that we'll be we'll be proud of them. Um, you know, we're, we're not just looking to follow the latest trend. We're trying to put a little bit more focus, I feel, these days on uh, on innovation and and trying new things. And it's great to get, that we can actually have people back in our tap yeah. room on a regular basis yeah. uh, to get some feedback and to make some stuff on our, our smaller system for, sure. uh, for, for those releases only. Um, I guess in the past... Really, really like six months or so. We um, we've actually been doing some canning off of our pilot system too. So that's uh, cool. So we'll do yeah. very, very, cool. very small, limit, limited releases. Yeah. But it, but it helps yeah. it helps get some of that that product out there. And those are those yeah. are tap room releases only. Yeah. So, nice. Uh, so yeah, we're gonna. Uh, you know, we're going to look at keeping it, keeping our costs manageable. We're going to look at yeah. doing some new, new fun products. Um, you know, we're, we're, we don't rest on our, we try not to rest on our laurels, even with some of our, our legacy brands. Um, you know, we're looking at different package types, uh, coming up. So, uh, yeah, uh, 2023 should be, uh, uh, a really, really cool, fun, interesting year for Great North. We're excited awesome. to experience that with you. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. So thank you so much for doing this today. Yeah, you're most welcome. We want our listeners to come to the tap room. Please. Um, so where are you physically located? We are located in Manchester, uh, 1050 Holt Avenue, um, Unit 14. For the unit down at the very end as you come in, go past the bingo. Um, I love bingo. I have to say, at bingo, I, I, right? I, yeah. I mean, <laughs> I, I, I yeah, might come up getting in. Oh my god, yeah. I know. I play, I play bingo at Eagle Bingo in Nashville. Oh my god, it's yeah. I did win four hundred fifty bucks last weekend. So oh, congrats. Yeah, four ninety nine or above, you have to claim it. Yeah. So. <laughs> Uh, and we're open here Thursday through Sunday. Thursdays, Fridays, we're here three to seven. Saturdays, we're here one till seven. Live music every Saturday, cool. and then on Sundays, one to five. Wow, you get out awesome. right before the bingo crowd. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're 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 in the uh, kind of the east side of Manchester, yeah. but as you're coming up uh, I-93, it's exit six. Yeah, is, so easy yeah. to get to. It is the, really easy. The Candia Road exit, yep. and then we're a half mile down East Industrial Park Drive. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah we're just off I-93. Yeah. yeah, which is perfect for our Massachusetts listeners. 100%. Yeah. On, the, yeah. on, the way, on the way up to ski country. Yeah, right. you know, exactly. Stop take on, a break. Take a break. Yeah. Take a load off. Get some, Grab some beer to go. go Grab some beer here. Have a pretzel. Have a, have yeah. a, have a locale IPA. <laughs> and then uh, be on your way. Sounds yeah. good. Yeah. I love it. Excellent. Cool. Well, thank you so much. Thank you. Pleasure. Yeah. And we'll see you next time. Yeah, see you next time. Cheers. Cheers.